So, Will, you have to uh, leave at noon? I have an audition at 1 in North Hollywood. I need to you, prep you it do, a little bit. Yeah, I know. You got you to gotta prepare it. A little bit. You got to prep that ass. Um, you, you good for like 30, 40? Yeah. Uh, that yeah, yeah. Right. I'll get till noon. Do, uh, do you, yeah, but I just want to make sure you're still good. Yeah. You yeah, good? Uh, <laughs> do you need to pee? No. Oh, my goodness. Not that I know. Let them fight. Hey gang, welcome to the Blackcast. I'm Christian Blatt, and this is indeed the Blackcast. And Will Sterling said that the Blackcast has never started like that in our uh, previous, let's put it differently, in a previous episode. Because you never know, time and space, it's, uh, it's very... Or a future episode. Uh, it could not even be this episode. But it, it, it was a past episode, I've decided that much. And uh, so I... future past? I... Basically, I was just like, "Well, I'm going to start the next one like that, and I'm going to show you." Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you think it always starts? You think it always starts? You don't know Welcome me. Welcome to the I mean, it does. But it didn't this time, did it? it? Deliberately because did it? I told you. Did it? No. Sometimes it doesn't start like that. All right. Okay. Take it again. Right. In three, two, one. Welcome to the Black House. It is I, Christian Black. Ah, Twitter at Christian DMZ. Hi, this is Jeff Durant. You can get me on Twitter and Facebook on Jeff Durant. With us as always, Will Sterling. At Will Sterling underscore. I love Governor. Hi. <laughs> You're not having fun I don't with the know voices? What's going on around me right now? There's Just voices. Ooh. We're having fun. Is what? Okay. No, you wouldn't recognize fun if it hit you in the I head. Guess not. Alligator dragon shirt person. That's a dragon eating ice cream. Original Kim Chinatown Kim. ice cream factory. Yeah. Chinatown NYC. Looks what? Like, what? It looks like a copyright safe King Cooper. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. If you look at him, he's just different enough. Yes. Yeah. That you're like, no, that's that's not King Cooper. Kind of about no. Oh, no, no, yeah. Isn't so King he, Koopa Bowser? Same guy. Yeah. Well, they're not the exact same guy, but they're like same family. Oh, oh okay. wait a minute. They're different guys? I thought so. So Super Mario Brothers has Bowser in it. Super Mario they're, Brothers? They're both yeah. the same they're both the same essential dragon baddie of the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, what yeah. do you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Super do you Mar really say it like that? That's what how New Yorkers say yeah, Mario. <laughs> that's how we say Mario. It's his fucking name. Hey Mario! <laughs> I've had this conversation before. The only other person I ever knew that said it like that, well, in Los Angeles is a guy from Brooklyn. And it's I don't okay. Know. You want to say Super Mario Brothers? Wanna know something vaguely racist as a child because I didn't understand uh, <laughs> ethnicities and things. Get ready for the N word in three, two, one. Go ahead, Will. I thought Mario and Luigi were Mexican. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, that's because in Ramona they didn't have any eye ties. That's what my grandfather no, would have called them. No, it's because they had mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> they had mustaches. Oh, because they looked like his gardeners. And slight, slightly darker skin. <laughs> my brother's like, they're Italian, you idiot. And I was like, what? What is that? What does that even mean? You... It looks like they're crawling through pipes to get to like a new brave free world. <laughs> and I don't understand why. Didn't didn't you ever used to watch the that Super Mario Brothers Super Show have the right with Captain Lou Albano as uh, as as Mario? <laughs> that, that shit's on Netflix. Look, and it's to so my bad. in my defense, John Leguizamo played Luigi in the movie with Bob Hoskins, who okay. is not Italian, but John Leguizamo is Hispanic. And I believe that Bowser was played by Dennis Hopper. He was. Yeah, uh -huh. and he that is not a dragon, by the way. <laughs> no. uh, you mean Tyrannosaurus. Uh, do I? I think in the movie he was like T-Rex. He, he turned into like a T-Rex. I thought it was King Koopa, though, his name. I don't know. I think you're King Koopa. i go back and watch that classic piece of cinema. Yeah, that would be a good one. You know what we haven't done in uh, um, years is uh, live, live tweet. tweet. Live tweet. But the di the di director's cut, cut of Daredevil. Devil. We were yeah. talking about for like two years. I think <laughs> yeah. before Felix is when. No, well, no, no, right, no. No, that's like, not true. We watched uh, Die Hard two with Felix in the room. Mm -hmm. He was so young, it didn't matter that we swore out loud. Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter, and we, we were swearing on Twitter. And at that point, he was only on Snap, yeah. so it didn't matter. You yeah, like how right. I said Snap instead of Snapchat because right. I'm so fucking down. So Damn. Yeah. Shit. Which just complete sidebar. Nerded out for one second. One of my favorite moments. Yes. Season ten of Doctor Who is 
Peter Capaldi says, "Laters, see, I'm down with the kids." Anyway, just wanted to say that because of uh, you know we didn't actually exchange him right next to you. Yeah. Uh, he is indeed, and um, his head is bigger than I thought it was. Uh-oh. Oh, um, so anyway, um, what are we talking about today, guys? What's new? Oh, you mean like every other podcast? You ever have somebody be like, "Hey, listen to my podcast," and you're like, "Okay," and then it's two or three people doing that. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? What's going on in the world today? It's yeah. Like, I don't um, have time for that. Do you, guys, do you guys know how when you drink coffee and then you uh-huh. pee and it smells kind of like coffee? It smells uh-huh. like coffee. Yeah. That, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I what like about it. when you poop I kinda, coffee? I kind of like it. You remember? Do you remember <clears throat> in the movie when <clears throat> you were doing <clears throat> Morty? What do you <clears throat> Morty. You have to remember that. Coffee makes a piece of mouth, Morty. Do you watch that show? Love that show. Fucking love that show. So and it's back for several weeks now, I yeah. think. No, just, Maybe it's been back yes. for a month. It's Jeff. been back for a while. Jesus. I feel like we can stop pretending now. What? No, no one understands anything. <laughs> You're all idiots. You're I, dumb. You're dumb. I did not say that. They think that this is being recorded while they're listening to live. it. This yeah. is live in their ear holes. And no if you idea. hit rewind, I will say something different because it's live. You're this is live in your ear holes. You just said the same thing. You said in you your bum holes. In your bung holes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, there's a lot of good things that we can talk about. Pages ripped from the headlines. Or we could talk about Jeff riding his bike to a comic book store. Oh, yeah. Which, what? Uh, nice. I don't know if you... I, I think I think this. you might have been uh, too busy uh, looking at things on your phone. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. When we went out for Jeff's 30th birthday, you texted someone that I gave you their number. Did you not hear back from her? Wait. Do you remember who I gave you the number of? Yes, I and, did text her. And you did not hear no, back I from her? No, I did not. Mm. So it was just... Hi, or like, hey, what's hey, up? What yeah. did I say? You just said, hey. I said, hey. Uh, we're talking about yeah, the infamous JJ yeah. from Dames you and Games, have, Dames and games Downtown. There it is. Surprisingly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> just don't tell. <laughs> just hey. This is so hey. sad. <laughs> That's very sad. <laughs> Good little flower next to it. Would it be great? How, how many That's my she probably photo? has of those? Just yeah, random well, number. Yeah, if, poor girl. If she gave me her number because we were going to maybe have her on a podcast until she asked for money, and then I was like, oh, yeah. what are you, a whore? And then oh, I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. She's probably gone to hygienist school at this point, right? Aww. So That's true. Yeah. She wanted to be an actress, though, she said. Oh. oh. Well, hey, that's not the hardest industry to break into, right? Acting? No, mm. it's pretty easy. No, yeah, pretty I, much anybody can do it. Oh, you yeah. mean hi, being a hygienist? Oh. No, I thought it was pretty clear the film roles that she was in a I end see. up in. I see. Yeah. yeah, but see, you didn't see her weird nipples. So, oh, you know, true. yeah. And Will still to this day says he didn't see her weird nipples either. I guess I didn't pay attention to whether or not they were weird. But they were weird. Were they weird? Yeah. What, what kind of weird? Well, she'd had uh, implants, so they were in the wrong place. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Have you ever seen the that nipples sucks. where it's like um, the like little nipply part after like not the areola, but the nipple itself is super long and yes. like weird, like a Twizzler coming out. <laughs> <laughs> what? You were with me until you said Twizzlers because they look the more like red vines. <laughs> they were fatter. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, so that was uh, something that I meant to include in the last episode with our friend Matt and KC, by the way. That was nice that he sat in with us for a whole episode. And just listened to us talk. Yeah, but that's what he likes to do, you know? He he chimes in, and, you know, he only ruined, like, four jokes, you know? And it was fine, because we're like, say the joke again. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. No, we love Matt. I don't understand, and I should have asked him this, why he likes the podcast so much. I'm like, we talk about stuff you don't like. Yeah. But I, you know, and I mean, he came out and he, he hung out with us, went to World's Greatest Tribute Bands with us. That was all great. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, why do you like us? Why, why do you like us so much? Yeah. Why are we so strange? Right. You know? <laughs> and I, I still don't have an answer. I guess he just, he likes the, uh, I guess people who do listen like the camaraderie. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is what you heard. And <laughs> which is weird because there's so many episodes that I'll tell you what it's not. The three of us talking about. And so, what do you think about coffee? You know, <laughs> yeah. I try to space them out. You know, I don't want people to get exhausted. Right. But at the same time, it's like you, you want to hear me talk to some guy for three episodes. You're in a treat. In for a treat. The next couple. <laughs> You're in a treat. <laughs> you are in a treat. There's a, a classic line from my, my good friend Stephen. We were out watching the Perseids, which is an annual meteor shower, 
and he had clearly gotten under the influence of enough things and he like quiets us all so that he can make his announcement because he's like a former fraternity president so you know how he likes to like have all the attention on him and okay. he's like we're gonna get a good night tonight bros bros <laughs> like and the whole thing we're gonna get a good night tonight bros and so for the rest of the trip we were just quoting that at him like what up bros maybe he was talking to uh, uh, to John Bryce who I went to elementary school with his last name was spelled B-R-O-I-S maybe that's who he was talking yeah. to no, it definitely Bois. was not. It's like how that carbonated beverage people call LaCroix, and they're like, no, it's from like Indiana. It's called LaCroix. Mm. You know the thing I'm talking about, yeah, right? I thought it was French. No, it's not. It's from somewhere in Middle America, and they pronounce it LaCroix, so the official pronunciation is LaCroix. See, I thought it was a French thing. You're thinking of Evian? LaCroix. You think of Evian? Evian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was LaCroix. Not to be confused with Arrowhead. <laughs> how, how great is it from that, Indiana. that I Nestle it is like, you know where we should bottle all our water from? That state that's constantly in emergency drought situations. But Lake, Arrow, Lake Arrowhead has a lot of water. And, you know, little little thing about Nestle, not interesting, but oh, that's what we do on the Blackcast. <laughs> they have uh, different regional waters throughout the country. Poland Spring, Nestle. Huh. You go down south, Ozarka. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Ice Mountain up in the Midwest. What up, Richard Diaz? Hope you're having fun with your move. No more Ice Mountain for you. Yep. Pack it's... up those movie posters and kiss your Ice Mountain goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Kiss your Ice Mountain goodbye. Yeah. So, uh, hey, yeah. Kiss my Ice Mountain, pal. So, somebody <laughs> that listened to that was just like, oh, that's interesting. I do see different regional waters when I travel throughout this great land of ours. Hmm. Thank you, Black Cast, for helping me to learn. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to our next segment, To Learn. So it's going to be a whole, a whole new segment every yeah, show. That's a new drop. To Learn. Yeah. yeah. And it's called. <laughs> and yeah, we do a bunch of DIY informationals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys brought crafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We're going we're gonna to make some. We're going to build craft. a gingerbread house. All right. So, what I have here is an assortment of pipe cleaners. And what we're going to do today is. Is make clean work. your motherfucking pipes! What? What? Oh, so, oh no. We're not. No. Oh, okay. No, no. yeah. That was oh, that's weird. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to clean the motherfucking pipe yeah uh, uh so you rode your bicycle to buy comic books yeah well, yeah why did you do that uh, uh first of all it's called mother earth it's Where, called uh, giving a shit about the environment sorry i care about the life i, I fucking live. hate the environment where was yeah the, i'm with uh, you what well, comic book store did you go to i went to secret headquarters over on um i think it's i guess it's still hollywood there because okay. it's after hollywood and sunset like intertwined to become one wait jeff are uh, you sure that you want to let people know what comic book store you go to because they might start hanging out looking for you to find you there yeah go ahead and look for me there because <laughs> i'll <laughs> Cause, be there because i'll be there again at some point <laughs> in the random future maybe never so one thing about riding your bike to the comic book store, you're limited in how many comics you can bring home. It's that, true. Did you bring a backpack? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you did. All right, all right. You did. You yeah. did. All right. No. I'm not. I'm no fool. Yeah. Okay. This is not my first trip yeah. to the comic book store. Yeah. Well, it was, but uh. no, but to that comic book store. But it's not your first trip ever to a comic. No, you're this like no. True. Actually, it still no, is. I've never. Been I've, I've usually just stolen them from people, <laughs> and I found it to be interesting because you went with a list. Yeah. So I was just kind of trying to get out, get some sun, be active for the day. Sun's and out, guns out. Yeah. Be riding shirtless. Oh, no. Not oh. at all. No, no, no. I have gained... I'm back to what I like to refer to as Fat Jeff, which doesn't Which is still not off. fat, by the way. No, it's just, no, yeah. that's why it's Fat Jeff. And yeah. that's why it's like, I don't want to do that thing where I'm like, everybody's like, oh, I'm fat. Everyone tell me how great I look and be oh, positive. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. no. Good, I just Jeff. need a little extra so, no, weight and good. I'm going to get rid of it. It's cool. Don't, you look I don't good. need any... Stop. You look, you look so, fabulous. So, what do, so does that mean we're definitely going to Carl's Jr. after this again? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you you didn't get to go last time. You're not going to get to go this time. Well, that's what Jeff and I do after we record. We go to Carl's Jr. Really? Not jacking the box because it's too oh. far. Yeah, we have an audition. Tom's across the street. <laughs> no. Why? What's wrong with that place? Did you get the shits? I think from they it? have a B rating. Oh, Carl's Jr. has an A. Saw, uh, yeah. Wow. We drove by a fruit stand with a B rating, to which I'm like, um, like how? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, when did a, an inspector come out and was yeah. like, this cart, B. Yeah. <laughs> you got expired tahine here, sprinkling on your fucking fruit. <laughs> Sorry, expired what? Tahine. I just wanted you to say it again. I love that. Right? That's Is that anything it? like arugula? Arugula? Yeah. Arugula? It's a vegetable. Arugula? Oh, yeah, I know arugula. Well, it's from, arugula. that's from a great movie called My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin and Rick oh, Moranis. Have you ever seen that? I have seen that. It's been many years, though. But it's a good movie. Yeah. It's on the black cast. List of movies to watch. We're not going to talk about it in the future or anything, but just go watch it. Yeah. yeah. Right now. So I made a list of yes. comic books I wanted to read. I just like kind of wrote down. I went. I looked up like different graphic novels. Because you already be you already crossed off your list, Uncanny X-Men 94 through 138. Yes. Yes, because I uh, loaned those yeah, to you. I have read The Dark <laughs> and, Phoenix And he Saga. still gets so mad when he thinks about how many episodes, <laughs> uh, issues of X-Men that you read. But I didn't like say, you have to read mad? these. When this came up originally on the podcast, you were like... If somebody tried to give me that many comics, I'd be like, no. Yeah, I would. Just keep them. No, I would. Just keep them. No, no. No, I don't want to read that many. Give me a graphic novel. If you give me like 40 books, I'll be like, who the fuck fuck do you think you are? Jeff wanted those. I just got behind on like 30 comics of my own and finally fucking caught up after like seven weeks. I'm still not caught up on Aquaman. So I have to catch up. And I gave you 12. Well, I read 12 and now I've got the next 12. I also gave you the sequel to the Star Trek Green Lantern crossover and you haven't read that. And that's only six parts. I, and there was good. a sequel to that? Uh, no, yeah. there wasn't, and I don't have it. It's yes. the individual issues. Yeah, they're, they're not a graphic novel. And, oh. But I'll give you to them if Christian can fucking get his shit together and listen and read them. Oh, read, sorry, I'm them. so busy being a parent and creating I, new life. Spock is the White Lantern. Fucking spoiler alert, dude. I mean, he read the first one. Yeah, I did read that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you had already read that many Uncanny X-Men. You need yeah. to take a break, and that was actually quite some time ago. Yeah. It was a while ago, and I had finished um, the other stuff I had, like um, Nightfall and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. I had got um, when I was back home, I bought a Deadpool one that I read um, and read through some of that stuff. And so I made this ma- uh, list, and it had Mouse M A U S. I think it's worth pointing out. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And then it had Neil Gaiman's Sandman, which they had most of, but they were missing a couple books of. So I was like, I'll just wait because I kind of I'm just one of those people where I'm like, I don't want to have them all at once, and then I'm gonna like read through it all at once. Yeah. And I had the Mar- Marvels on there, which they didn't have, and then uh, Dark Knight Returns. So they had Mouse and that one, and I grabbed them and was like, perfect. Like I just because I just wanted enough content so that it's like when I feel like reading or like when I want to. Because I'm I, I love sitting out in like the sun on some grass and reading. So I was like, perfect. But then I've had this weird thing where I'm like. Hmm, do I bring this book with a big old swastika on it and go <laughs> with my Everyone blonde knows hair what and mouse blue is. eyes and go sit out? So have you read those yet? Uh, I've been reading Mouse. It's really interesting. I really like it. If you haven't read it, I'll definitely give I, it. I have good. not read it. It was actually suggested to my wife to read it, and I think, I don't know, she might actually have it. But I'll just borrow yours. It's yeah, easier than it's looking. Just, it's just like really simple black and white, like simple not, um, comics, but it's all told from this guy who's a comic illustrator is getting these stories from his dad who's a holocaust survivor and he's relaying all these stories and it's like just the way that the guy that the comics are written you can tell all these like little idiosyncrasies of who the father is and his relationship with his son and like i'm not super far into it but it's just fascinating and it's very well done and it's just a good story like i always find like holocaust and stuff like that fascinating only because it's like you have the two furthest spectrums of humanity in my mind of like kind of some of like the worst evil that we've seen of just like blatant awful ideas and everything and then the amount of love and kindness that it took all these people to survive through that and still thrive and tell their stories and like they're not all bitter angry people afterwards like there's a lot of happy stories and like love that came out of probably the worst thing that other people have done to people in our times. It's only because Roberto Benigni taught them how to laugh. You know, and it's funny because it's such, it's not funny. But it's an interesting thing because when you think about somebody throws around, oh, so-and-so is such a Nazi, you're like, think about what you just said. And did they gas even one million Jews? You know, it's like, let's just not even try and compare uh, yeah. apples to apples here. I think that that term gets thrown around very lightly, right. you know. And look, I don't want to talk about politics ever and definitely don't need to right now. But it's definitely something you hear thrown around. I'm like, look, there's problems and people are bad people and some people maybe have jobs that they shouldn't. But at the same time, it's like nobody's a Nazi right. except for Steve Bannon, apparently. No, see, I did. That's just the joke. He's just. 
Is that guy Creepy. still around? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so shocked he survived this long. The mooch. The yeah. mooch. <laughs> it's funny. It's a good thing that we didn't record this episode in the 10 days where the mooch had a job. Yeah. You know, because then it'd be like, oh, man, I did. I had a good eight minutes set on the mooch. <laughs> you know, all my fucking mooch jokes Who's I have to the take mooch? out. Uh, Steve Mariucci from Humble Pie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but that's the best part. You're gonna call yourself the Mooch. Like, do you know how many people have that terrible fucking nickname? There's even that um, the little girl for um, she was on Scrubs and everything, and she's part of that little duo girl band, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate yeah. McCucci. Kate McCucci, and she goes mm -hmm. by like Mooch or Cooch or something. <laughs> right, probably like... not. Probably not Cooch. <laughs> just guessing. <laughs> but you yeah. Her name is McCucci. Uh, and also so. on. Different strokes. Uh, the bully at school was the gooch. Oh. So you see, these are things you don't want to be. And in uh, Growing Pains, uh, his best friend's name was Boner. Hmm. See, I always and who was his dad? The actor Alan. who played Boner. His, his, his real Boner's life dad? dad? I have no idea. Chekhov from Star Trek. Really? Yep. Oh. Sad story. Boner's dead now. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, that's just sad. Anyway. Uh, but we move on yeah. because it's the black cast. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not, let's, you know, we just talked about the Holocaust. Let's not act like Boner killing himself is the saddest <laughs> thing that we've talked about in the last five minutes. <laughs> but Jeff riding a bike to the comic book store, that, that's sadder. Well, yeah, it was sad because. Because <laughs> it was hot that day. ride was. I came one way and I passed the big blue creepy oh, right. Scientology center. Oh yeah, and I had to literally like swerve through people like sweeping the tr street out in front, and I was like, ah, Scientologists! Like, I was like, oh no, they're gonna zap like me that with the rays. Paper boy, it, you're like, oh fuck. It is impressive just how much Scientology there is in Hollywood. That is so much, and there's that a new big old Burbank yeah. building. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. It's actually right down, down the street down from the here. Street from here. Yeah. yeah, you probably drive by it yes. on the way to your house, which is the Scientology Center. You live in there. I do. I live You're in there. You're a Thetan 7, yes, I think. Is my, uh, OT my operating Thetan 8. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't know you guys were going to speak the code. Wow. Yeah, so that's a bad neighborhood, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, very bad. Well, because no, it's, it's got. Yeah, it was. Well, it's just because I had just watched a documentary about. Oh, Going like, Clear? Cream. No, see, I saw Going Clear a while ago, which is great. I saw my Scientology movie, which is this weird mix of like the guy who made it wanted to interview the actual like Scientologist, but they wouldn't do it. So he hired or he got this guy who used to be one of like the head heads of the church and left around 2005 and helped cast people to recreate scenes. So he cast Tom Cruise and he cast David Miscavige and like these other people to play these people to to act out these scenes that supposedly really happened. But like, you know, no one's going to talk about it. And wow. they deny like Scientology denies. And so like during this movie, they're going to different places. Like they go to this place where this head guy had been held, essentially, and where David Miscavige lives. And they were like filming and there's like razor wire and like all these like floodlights. And it's all basically to keep people in because the people there are prisoners, even though they will never say they're prisoners. As they're like filming in these locations, Scientology people like came up and they're like, you can't be here. This is private property, which it wasn't. And they like in the movie are like, this is blatantly not private property. They're mm -hmm. lying. And every time they like catch this guy who's like filming this documentary, there's always one of the Scientologists filming him too. And he's like, "Isn't that creepy? Like somebody filming us and like two cops and stuff because there'll be like cops in these scenes." And they're like, "Not as I mean, it's just as creepy as you filming." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm making a documentary like for an accredited thing. That's right. just somebody filming me because they want are trying to do what we're doing. Have some proof or something." Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I just watched this. I ride my bike right out in front of one of their main centers, and then on my way home, I take a different route takes me right in front of their media center so i'm like and i know that i can see all the cameras that they have in front of these buildings so i'm like ah fuck i'm on their radar they, <laughs> they're, they're like they're like why did he drive by two of our centers yeah you know i used to live up right up the hill from the celebrity center Ooh, and yeah. they would always have the banner about the sunday brunch and i was like mm, i'm good building. i'm good beautiful building yeah you know, Will and I were talking about this, that our friend Munga, yes. he actually went to the Scientology Center with a buddy because they thought it would be funny to kind of check it out. Mm -hmm. And he's the example I always use to people who think that, like, oh, don't you wonder what it's like? I'm like, nope. Because he was there. It was when we were doing the radio show. And so he was kept there for several hours. You know, they like, copy your driver's license. They talk to you. They keep talking to you. They kind of try to break you down. Be like, so why are you here? And like, oh, you know, we just wanted to check it out. And you, he couldn't leave for a while. Obviously, eventually he was able to leave. He wasn't detained. I'm not making any of those kind of allegations. But at the same time, 
they take it very seriously, anybody that steps a foot on their property. So if you're doing it kind of as a goof, and so I, you know, yeah, you can take the personality test. You know, yeah. there's a, yet another center. We've talked about three. There's another one closer to Hollywood and Highland. If you walk by there, they're like, hey, you want to take the personality test? I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're always very nice about it, you know, because I, I don't say uh, Battlefield Earth sucked. Right. Which... It I don't. Can. I just say I don't know if it did because I haven't seen it. But I'm going to assume there's like these this building somewhere over I think on Hollywood that's like right before La Brea. So I always pass it when I'm on my way over to Runyon, and yeah. it's got like I'm guessing it's a Scientology building because it's got a bunch of copies of Battlefield Earth and like L. Ron yeah, Hubbard yeah. signs that's and on stuff. Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and it's like the the alien cover from Battlefield Earth like looks like it could be a potentially interesting story. It's like this weird guy with a mask and like a weird elephanty like anteater face thing and you're like what the fuck's that and then i saw the titles like battlefield earth that shitty movie with john travolta like what <laughs> and i just kept moving you know you know what yeah. would have helped that movie will smith you know because what yeah. would it have been called welcome to battlefield, battlefield earth. earth yeah yeah exactly you know who had an interesting story with scientology was christopher reeve in his Superman. Yeah, in his in his autobiography, he talks about how he was approached on the street in New York or something when he was like in a play, and they were like, you know, you could learn more about yourself and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, you know, and at the time in the seventies or whenever this was, early seventies maybe, he was just like, I mean, they, well, that's how people ended up going. You know, people ended up being the Moonies, which was right. considered, you know, that was like the cult in the seventies. Right. You know, you would see them in airports, you know, just trying to share their literature. And yeah. they still exist. Like when, you know, I mean, at least they did like 15, 20 years ago in like Washington Square Park in New York. They would be there like, hey, how you doing? You know, they're very friendly. Usually yeah. it would be like a cute, like hippie kind of girl oh, that nice. wanted to talk to you. Yeah. And like, oh, we have these books. They were very big at that time. And I think that that was definitely a time where people were like, do you want to learn more about yourself? Who wouldn't say like, nope, I'm yeah. good. Well, we probably know people who'd be like. I'm good. Yeah. But other people would be yeah. like, yeah, I would like to know more yeah, about him. You good? He went like a couple of times and like was interviewed by this girl and I think he paid like some money mm. and then it got to a point where like she was asking him all these questions like trying to break him down and he had to tell this like she was looking for answers about his life, you know, like trying yeah. to get all this information about him and he was like, I didn't, know what to say you know what I, mean? I didn't think it was that interesting so he basically just told her this really long elaborate life story that he stole from a play like a very famous play i can't remember what the play is but like a f son losing the father and like all this like family drama and all this kind of stuff and he made her cry because he told her this story in such an emotional like he's a great actor way that he made her cry and then that's when he realized he was like this is not real like yeah if i can fool her like this she has no idea who the fuck she is how she can help me have figure out who i am so he was like never mind and he left but you know what else that helped him realize i'm a great fucking actor aren't fucking I? superman yeah, yeah. uh that's kind of interesting only because when i was at bad boy school one of the things that we had to do to progress through was go to these seminars and in the seminars, you can essentially be kicked out, but they call it choosing out, where it's your actions show that you chose to leave because right. you're not taking it serious enough and this and that and the other. And I was very much determined when I got there to get the fuck out of there. Because you're like, I'm not watching 13 yeah. going on 30 again. Oh, yeah. I was operating Thetan, man. I was... <laughs> <laughs> so, Operation like, I just... I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to, to, to be perceptive enough to see what things were going on, know what people want from me, and play these games. So I didn't even actually have to be genuine talking about these things. Because the most the weirdest part for me was talking about things that were real for me didn't necessarily elicit this emotion that I knew they were looking for. So I would tell these stories and I would just force or make up or like act these emotions out because it's like, oh, I know you want me to cry. So let me tell you this sad story that is true. And then I'll be like, it's so sad. Yeah, and and they were like, oh, good. And I made it through these seminars. Whereas yeah. it's like the other kid who was being genuine and was just like me telling you this story doesn't make me feel these feelings necessarily because it's like just because i see everyone else crying and they'd be asked to leave it always really bugged me that i i never felt like i got the genuine full experience if for some reason i had been able to genuinely have these feelings but i'm just like the minute you put me in this setting you turn the lights down you have your bullshit emotional music and you put me in a little group to your tell my terrible music. story and like you were hearing some really awful things like kids who were very badly abused by people in their families or like these awful things that happened to people and it was real and it hurt like hearing these stories and then i'm sharing my story which was hard too but it's just like 
it's not there for me, man. Like, it's a story I've told so many times. I don't have that connection, which is what they're going for yeah. in Scientology, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. And so I basically had to fake that emotion almost the way, like, Chris Reeves told this, like, other story. Because I'm like, no, I've already detached from this. Like, you tell a story often enough, you won't feel it anymore. And that's the whole Dianetics, which is what Scientology was started from. And from my understanding from Going Clear, it's like the whole operating Thetan thing wasn't even made up or added on until he was like, oh, shit, i got to come up with more stuff for this? Like, right. there needs to be more levels for you to pay? Hmm. Well, you you're know, invested w- aliens. When yeah. you actually <laughs> read about Scientology, you're like... He's a very mediocre science fiction writer. You right. know, he's not Isaac Asimov to take somebody from, you know, one of his contemporaries. And he probably would have come up with a much better religion because we would have all worshipped robots. I'm 100% sure that that's what Asimov would have wanted. And I'm all right with that. By the way, if there is, to bring it back to being a nerd again, if there's the First National Church of Cybermen, yeah. I'm probably going to go in. If Lovecraft had a religion, we would have been worshipping Cthulhu. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Look, I'm the open. The ancient ones. The, the ancient ones. Who slumber in their chambers yeah. of Rolier or wherever the fuck they're. Look from. how interesting a conversation about Jeff's neighborhood is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I have in my neighborhood? Not Sardos. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, right. You got, you got a Vons over there. Yeah. I don't tell everybody where I live. No, I'm kidding because Sardos is there. Fucking right next door. I know. I, I love the idea of like, but Jeff, people might wait at the comic book store for you. Wait. People might wait for me at that Bonds. I will be at uh, Big Apple Comics every Wednesday at some point in time on Melrose corner of Melrose oh, and Brea. Come do, find me. Do you got? Do you pick up your pull list? I get my pull. Yeah. You get your pull. It's like, oh, do you go early on Wednesday? Do you get a pump and then you get your pull? Mm, depends on if I have to work. No. Oh, in the morning. So you don't necessarily get a pump. Not always in that order. Yeah. What if is Wednesday I got a pump not before I came here? Is is Wednesday not leg day? Not depends. <laughs> Changes I, switches. By the way. I got a pump this morning. Did you? 5.15, bitches. Oh, I tried to get up early like that, too. Because uh, it's, you know, baby, whatnot. Yeah. I just like, if I'm going to try and get it in today, oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not. But if I wanted to try and uh, get a trip to the gym yes. included in my schedule, I was like, well, if I'm going to be broadcasting, I can't do that beforehand. See, I'm going hiking after this. When I get back, I'm going to go. You mean to, after we go to Carl's Jr.? Go hiking? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm going to go to the top of Griffith. Because it's right behind my house. Oh, nice. And you can see all the Scientology centers from yeah. up there. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's not leg day. Every day is just like I'm going to run on the treadmill and I'm going to sweat. And then I'm going to go home and, and I'm going to go to Carl's Jr. with Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. day is a day where I eat and then regret my decisions. <laughs> there are a lot. Yeah, there, that's definitely true. Um, so, you know, we like to talk about stories here on the podcast. And uh, I found something on the one place we always go for stories, dailymail.co.uk. I wanted you to think I had a different source, but I didn't. Um, Your private web history isn't as hidden as you think. Anonymous browsing data used by online advertisers can reveal who you are and all the sites you visited, to which I say... Duh. Didn't everybody know that? You mean cookies? The thing that have existed for well over a decade? Like, in 1997, you sat at a desktop and it was like, enable cookies? I'm like, I don't know. That sounds delicious. But, you know, ever since... But I want to see this website, so I have to say that. I'm going to say yes. But you word things like that in a scary way. Like, well, shit, I'm looking at some stuff on the internet that I probably don't want people to see. But who's, like, what are you Googling that you're so worried about? Are Are you worried about, like, big titty college chicks? Is that what you're worried about? Or is it like underage sex crimes like what are you googling that you're so I really worried like true crime podcast that's why i googled it <laughs> yeah i was looking yeah. for true crime i was yeah. looking for a good documentary on how awful this is so yeah. you googled where did jared from subway get his stat <laughs> i don't googled think that you right after look at a documentary yeah that just seems inappropriate yeah <laughs> Meatball marinara. Fucking Whoa, pig. meatball marinara. That sounds that sounds dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this shouldn't surprise us, right? No. I mean, but it's it's like news. The internet knows all. Now you want to talk about fake news. That's just like why did you take the time to fucking write that? Right. Why did I click on it? And why are we talking about it now? Because it made your, me mad. They got your click. That's why that's why we're talking about it, because it made me mad. You made that money by you clicking. 
Yeah. Clickbait. I just use I just use Chrome incognito window so that it doesn't save any That's of my what history. I use. By the way, your whole thing about uh, child pornography, uh, yes. Pete Townsend from The Who yeah. used that as an excuse when he was found with uh, child pornography on his computer. What? He was like, I was researching and trying to find out more. I was trying to help the police. He never did go to jail for it or anything. Wow. So, yeah, whereas like Gary Glitter, who's the guy who did that song, like, na 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 Hey! Like from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's oh, called yeah. Rock and Roll Part 1 or 2 or something. Okay. Anyway, that guy, well, he went to Thailand and was, uh, yeah. you know, doing some... Uh, there was yeah. a senator who just got busted. He was like, um, who's against some, some one of those really those ironic something, yeah. yeah. And then got caught in a hotel with an underage boy. Right, right. Always that. It always happens like that. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, terrible stories... You know, like Jerry Sandusky had the organization that helped kids. Oh and it's like, oh, I have the uh, the access. Yeah. Well, did you watch John Oliver this from a from it from some point in the, in the, past? Past? In the past? No, I have I have not seen it yet. It must be sitting on my TiVo for like a month now. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but you could talk about it. It's all right. There can be spoilers yeah. for uh, last week tonight. Enlighten us. There was just a great joke where it was basically, I think, Scaramucci or something. One of the Mooch's great, great quotes from his beloved tenure where he was basically talking about, like, keeping silent and, like, how, like, everybody should, like, keep their mouths shut. And it was a quote Snitches from... Snitches get stitches. It was a quote from uh, Joe Paterno. Oh, yeah. And it was like, really? I don't think you quote Joe Paterno on, like, on, and it, sweeping stuff <laughs> under the rug, Mooch. Just fucking idiot. Come on. Tenure is an interesting word because usually when you refer to tenure, the number of days someone had a job is not actually in the work mm-hmm. because he only had it for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? That's some clever what work. What was play. his job? Communications director. director? Yeah. yeah. Someone tells me that they don't do the Breitbart podcast anymore, huh? Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Over there, a podcast. And more. Milo definitely doesn't do a podcast anymore. No, but he's got a book that just came out. His fucking people keep spamming me with emails, even though I'm subscribed to them like 10,000 times. But you used to uh, have to edit Milo's uh, I did. podcast. I did. And by edit, did you ever listen to it? No. No, I just looked uh, I looked at it, and I pieced everything together, and I uploaded it. What yeah. were, if there was problems, I'd be like, oh. What were the uh, acoustics of that log cabin? <laughs> Dude, it was the worst... They would send me stuff, and it's like, just no, none of your sound guys know how to do their fucking job. Because, like, in the credits of the show, he would, like, plug his sound guys. Like, they can be found at these websites. And I'm like, if anybody hired these guys, they're idiots. Because they would send me waveforms <laughs> that were basically, if anybody knows anything about how an audio waveform is supposed to look, it's supposed to go up and down and look like little mountains. Yeah, like, and the, so for people that don't know, just think about, like, when you see a hospital scene and it's like, beep, right. beep, yeah. beep. So it's, it's like, like that. that. It's a, yeah, it looks like that. And if it's too loud and it clips or peaks, then it goes from the top yeah. to the bottom and means it's going to get distorted. They sent me a show once, and it was almost a complete rectangle. Yeah, like, and I remember it was still you set you put so high. you took a picture of it, yeah, and then you like took it, it down because you're like, wait, I think it said what show it, it said was. What show it was. Yeah, but it was just like, look at this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> there was like one section where it dipped, and then the rest of it, and I was just like. God, they're idiots. And they talk about how dumb everybody else was. And I was like, these guys are the bit. He couldn't fucking read commercials. He would never do any. I was like, you guys are the biggest fucking idiots I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that anyone listens to you and takes you seriously, I, that says much more about them than it does about you. But those days are behind you now. Yes. My favorite part about that is it, one of my college classes, we did a whole experiment on distortion. And it was analog versus digital distortion. Uh-huh. And how digital has its fucked up like flaws yeah one of the problems with digital distortion is if you go too far on the levels with any digital recording it clips and it sounds like fucked up weird nails on a chalkboard yeah but if you take an analog like a tape or anything and you scream as loud as you can all it does is just make it sound cool yeah so you can't fuck up an analog recording why are we still taping Going Look, to tape. <laughs> I I would love to sit down like time to tape the black cast. Cut it like on swiftly. flash black. You know, real, razor real, blade. Yeah, yeah you just you Piece put it down together. there, and it's like after forty five minutes, we have to take a break and flip over the tape. Right, and then we just start on side B. Yeah. That's the way to do a fucking podcast. And then we just mail out cassette yeah. tapes to different hey, people. Back in 1992, when we were really doing the Blackcast, as uh-huh. one listener is convinced, as that's I talked right. about last well, week. Mike, that's that's right. what you should do is record that episode onto a cassette tape and I, mail it to I them. I thought about that. I thought about like transferring it onto cassette, and I'm like, nobody wants that. You know, I'm like, Sweet. who would, awesome wa- who would want to have that given to them? And the answer is no one. Uh, Will, uh, yes. one thing that's, uh, that's coming up is that you are going to have to actually leave. 
because yes. you have an audition. Okay, audition. What can you tell us about the audition? Um, I don't know if I can ever really talk about like what it's for. This is not a top secret thing. It's just like a little commercial for a new show coming, like a cooking show. Is it called Cooking with Will exclamation point? No, I'm not, I will not be the star of the Cooking show. with Dave the Dog exclamation point? I would be in the commercial. Sautéing with Sterling? Sautéing with Sterling. Wow. Yeah. Walk with Will? Oh, mm, I like walk that Walk on the one. wild side. I'm sure that's already a restaurant. When I was oh, in yeah, Burbank the other day, uh, there's the Worship Walk Church. I don't know, on yeah. Magnolia. We were walking by there during food truck, and I was like, oh, yes. Uh, my <laughs> sister, or my mom goes to the sister church, the Salvation Saunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a lot of, like, walk pun restaurants. There was one that I liked in New York. It was called Walk and Roll. But one of the best names, one of those restaurant puns, was a Thai restaurant in Washington, D.C. I drove by once. Thai Tannic. And I was like, you just dropped the mic when you named that. How about Walk on the Wild Side? That is pretty good. There's two that I like. Uh, and all the Chinese girls say, take a walk on the wild side. The You know, it's pronounced pho, actually not pho. Sure. But it's spelled P-H-O. Oh, I know. Pho. So... There's one called 90214, which right. means it's wrongly pronounced. My yeah. favorite is called... In the Glendale Galleria. The 90214. For show. For show. For show. But, but it's, it's pronounced fo- the right way. For show. Because when you say for, for show, show, you're like, ah, oh, for show. Yeah. For show. So that means you can say it correctly and have it work effectively as you So 90214, I'm like, oh, that's clever. It's not but the it's right... Wrong. It's, 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 yeah. So does that bother you? Yes, Would you does. never go to 90214? Because it would be 90214. Do you remember yeah. the pho place that was at the Burbank Center right next to the big... 16 theater it was open yeah. for forever like at the bottom of the stairs i didn't realize it wasn't there but and yeah yeah they used to have the great commercials for it before oh the yeah movies, yeah with like the arnold schwarzenegger and puppet he's like Come and eat the noodles yeah you'd go to the, so you'd go to the movie theater and there'd be a commercial for this noodle place and they probably got a discount on the puppets because the website for the puppet company was also in the commercial uh. and i was just like do you want to hire those puppets but yeah the arnold was like come to the city walk it's going to be fucking amazing. You know, you're like, 24 right. hour. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff like that. I can't believe that place isn't there anymore. So sad. Uh, anyway, thanks, Will. <laughs> no, but I know you have an audition Bye. to get to. Yes, I do. Uh, and I, as much as I always appreciate you spending your valuable time with the Black Cats, I yes. don't want to take it for granted. Hey. I don't want to monopolize your time. We're already like five minutes past when I told you. That's all right. You it's could close. Go. It's in the valley. Now, it's, any of these valley auditions are easy for me to get to. Right. You know, here's the thing. The Black Cats should be easy for you to get to. Jeff fucked us up and didn't move to the valley. Yeah, come on. I'm working it. on it. I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, but now you have to fucking ride your bike here from the Scientology Center. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, moving at, I'm operating at Theme. I <laughs> should probably true. let you move into the Burbank one down the street. Mm. You could be real close to the studio. My mom would be so proud. She's a very, very, very devout Christian woman, and she's got a Kabbalah daughter, and she can have a Scientologist son. <laughs> uh, we're going to remake the Fred McMurray show, My Three Sons, but it's just going to be My Scientologist Son, which yeah. your mom is the lead. Perfect. Uh, and something that'll make for a good podcast. Why don't we go ahead and take a selfie of all of us while we're on? Wow, that's really fucking blown out. And we're still talking. We're talking. Somebody with a longer arm always needs to take this. We're going to put the mugs in it. Oh, this is so great. This is the kind of content you can't pay for because you shouldn't, by the way. (laughs) Will puts the mug right behind. And then Jeff's just sort of there. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I don't know about you, but thank God he's gone. Oh, my God. He's always so positive and upbeat, you know? We get it. We, we get it. We get it. You're handsome. We all get right, it. Your life right. is awesome. It Your must be great. Mark Wahlberg impressions. Hey, how you doing? Hey, See? Hey, that man. was all right. I mean, we could do average. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, hey, you know what wasn't just fine? Transformers. The last night. It was a fucking great movie. We should have put my brother Donnie in it. That would only have made it too good. <laughs> So, uh, Jeff, uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about coffee? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been really hot out lately. It actually has. <laughs> That's the funny thing, is, is that, uh, you know, you'll have a, a morning. I took my son to preschool, and it was raining, just sprinkles or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's one of those kind of days. And then when I go to pick him up, nope, 96 degrees and, yep. s- and actually humid. And... People that are from Southern California will talk about humidity sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> you don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm not even from like the South, but when you're from the Northeast, you get it. Yeah. But then I was like, it actually was legitimately humid, and I'm like, what is going on here? It doesn't do that here. This is inappropriate. This is inappropriate. It's supposed to be 72 degrees and sunny, but not too sunny every single day. 
And that's not what I'm looking for. Do you know if we're back into drought yet? Or Because I know there was like a small brief period of yeah. time where California was like, we're out of the drought! Hooray! Yeah. We're back to drought. Back to drought now. Yeah, I think that uh, we're probably back to drought now. Which is too bad because I just love to run the faucet all day. Oh, yeah. You know? All day. Ain't nothing better than that. Uh, you know, another thing I like, the health benefits of having a big butt. Women who are pear-shaped have a lower risk of heart attack. I read that. Where do you think I read that? I'm going to guess Breitbart. No, 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 no. Um, uh, Coltrane's cell phone. <laughs> uh, but because he was looking at daymail.co.uk. You know, it's a question that I guess I didn't really need to have with Agent Starling here. But um, what do you feel are the health benefits of having a big butt? And I'm talking about for ladies. Well, okay. Pear-shaped, to me, I think of a girl that's... I'm trying to, like, envision who I think of as pear-shaped. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, who's pear-shaped? And what do I think of them? I, I guess you got the birthing hips in a, mm-hmm. in a pear shape. But typically... Do you think, think the Kardashians are pear-shaped, or do you think that... No, because isn't pear-shaped, like, the idea is thinner on top, and yeah. then you're widening out at the bottom. It's basically so that like, they wouldn't have boobs. Yeah, it's basically like being a human mullet, you know? Yeah. Business up front, party in the back. Mm-hmm. I just came up with that. It's just now. like you don't hourglass. You're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. You know, look, there have certainly been times where in my life I've encountered a big old butt, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's all right. It's fine. See, here's the thing to me. There's different kinds of big butts. There's the butt that's big because you eat a lot and you are a large person, and so your ass becomes gigantic. And then there's like the type where like in the pear shaped i feel like more often happens where it's like no you just have like bigger leg muscles because women are like our upper bodies are meant to be more developed their lower bodies are meant to be more developed so okay that works for me but it's like then you get girls that it's like they're eating and then they have no butt (laughs) and so they're just kind of like they come out like at their hips and then their butt just swings back in yeah and is that unhealthy then i'd say that's the thing is i don't know because i would probably be more preoccupied with getting to know a a person (laughs) before i realize that but it does remind me when i chose this story it reminded me of uh my friend tom was in vegas and this isn't like i was in vegas and i'm pretending this is my friend no he told me this story and he was just sitting down i can't remember i think it was like at a blackjack table and he just was like talking to this girl and like it was going really well and Mm -hmm. it's like you're cute girl not a skinny girl but you know just average you know what she was fine Mm -hmm. this girl was fine but not F-I-N-E, fine. But, you know, yeah. just she was a good-looking girl, you know, whatever. And he was, like, having fun. They actually, like, exchanged numbers. Maybe we'll catch up. And then she stood up, and he's like, you, the hugest ass you've ever seen. I'm like, I don't even understand how it happened. So, not his cup of tea, but I think that that, uh, that works for some, some people. Mm. So, the lesson to be learned from this conversation on the Blackcast is always check out that ass. Mm. You know, you got to make sure. You gotta you gotta see it before you exchange your number. See, like that almost sounds like an intriguing figure to me. Like somebody who where it's like you look at them and you're like, Oh, you look like one way and then they get up and then they got all kinds of ass. I'm like, that could be nice. Yeah. I well, guess it just depends on how it plays out. Which uh, I think for him, you know what? He probably said well, of course I didn't bang her, but when you think especially if you know this guy, you're like, Oh yeah, you you, you probably are gonna marry her or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. But always let us know your thoughts, Blackcast Nation, about big butts <laughs> at Blackcast, like and the Blackcast on Facebook. And do not lie. Well, yeah, do not lie. Other brothers cannot, cannot deny. deny. <laughs> My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. Which, by the way, uh, we were speaking about karaoke earlier, last episode. I can't keep track at this point. But we were talking about karaoke. One of those songs that people like to karaoke is Baby Got Back. And by Sir Mix-a-Lot, that's obviously like, duh, but that's for, you know, people, just clarification for people listening. And I think that people kind of forget that there's like a lot to that song that isn't the like four parts that we quoted, Yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, I got to do all this other stuff. You know, it's like one of the songs I like to sing is the Humpty Dance. And like when I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, shit, this song is a lot longer than I remembered. <laughs> and it's fun. I love to pronounce with the Humpty. But at the same time, you're like, this is taking See, a while. It's funny that you say that because I used to play the Humpty Dance as my shit song when I was in college. When you would go take a shit? Is that what this means? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Taking shit songs? Yeah. So it was like um, when I was doing my radio DJing for oh, I, 
okay. in college. Now that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought you meant like, you know, in the dorm, I got to take a dump. So <laughs> I played a song stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin an image and a style <laughs> that you're used to. This I love porcelain's f- clean <laughs> and now it's not, honey. Something coming out of my butt funny. That, that shit looks like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. <laughs> so when you were doing radio in college. Yeah. yeah. So I was playing, I had my hip hop show and. Um, oh, would that possibly be where they had the fattest beats in the bean? Uh, the hottest hip hop in the bean, yes. But okay, so you didn't say fattest beats. W E R S and W E R S dot org. It's boy Frank Castle, aka the Punisher, hitting you up with the hottest hip hop in the bean. That was Rex with R E K S. Say goodnight. <laughs> but to be fair, even if you didn't promote it, you did also play the fattest beats in the yeah. bean. Yeah, just oh, yes. uh, the, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that everybody yeah. knew about that. Fat I wish we had had this conversation when Matt and KC was with us because <laughs> he loves the stop set. That we were doing that one time. I think that was when he was actually here. Mm-hmm. And that was a long time ago now. It was like a year and a half ago. And uh, he he loves to talk up a good record. Uh-huh. So anyway, when you had to take a dump, you'd play the Humpty yeah, Dance. Because it was like an eight-minute song in our system. Yeah. So it's like I had my little playlist because uh, you were really – the dirty little, little secret of radio is that they don't actually take requests. They have a playlist that they follow. Yeah, even college radio, by yeah. the way. You know, like at, at one point, sure, you could probably get a song on the radio. but Like you're – requests what they do is they take a bunch of requests and then they play the phone call of the person requesting the song they were already, already going to play of course yeah and then they're like oh well next and, is this for so and and, and you know what they do sometimes is if you call in and you say hey can you play soul asylum somebody to shove they'll be like no um can you do me a favor and can you say can you play Everclear Santa Monica and then I'll put you on the radio? Oh, okay. So they'll tell you, like, oh, could you pretend you called in to request a different song? Yeah. You know, everything's a scam, is mm-hmm. what that comes down to. Pretty but anyway. Much. But yeah, so I, if I had to, because especially the, the funny thing was when I was doing this show, it was 10 to 2. So there was nobody else in the building. Yeah. I was literally alone in this part of the building. So. There was nobody that could come in and cover. Nobody that could make sure that the radio kept playing if I had to go somewhere. Like, n- n- there was no backups. So I was like, Humpty Dance, eight and a half minute song. <laughs> that should be enough time to run downstairs, <laughs> get in the crapper. And then the, they're playing the song in the thing. So it's like, I know my cue of like, oh, I've got about a minute left. I need to like run upstairs and get ready to play the next Now, track. did you ever get so far into the song where you were like, uh-oh, it's just not happening? And then you had to, you know, run back before you finished. Let's try to let's try to keep it relatively clean. But I think it's too late at this point. Yeah, but. not necessarily. That didn't really happen because generally it was like I didn't get to the point of playing this song until it was like I really had to go. Yeah, you know, it was like we were we're at DefCon. Get to the bathroom by the time yeah. I'm putting Humpty on. So, but the real question is, if you hear the song now, do, do I like do Pavlovianly yeah, shit my do you, pants? Do you have to all of a sudden, you know, like, <laughs> like if you hear this right now, mm, did you just poop yourself? Maybe a little, just a little, just a little. Yeah, I know. There was so much work to try and get this to actually play on my video. I'm like, oh, of course, there's an ad auto playing. Uh, Jeff has just pooped four times. Just in uh-huh. case anybody knows. Um, it smells awful in here. Yeah, but you know what? <sighs> At least it doesn't smell like Will Sterling. Am I right or am I right? Ah, uh, we love that guy. That kid, you know? He's got a really upbeat look at the world for yeah. a guy who just uh, went through a separation. So it's uh, it's something we can all learn about the way to look at life is uh, Will Sterling. You hey. know what it is? Is I think in relationships, oftentimes you'll see like they first break up. It usually gets attributed to the guy and the girl where it's like the guy is super pumped right afterwards he's like i'm free i'm doing something please and they're like psyched for the first week and then it's like you know a weekend they're like oh i don't have someone here to like clean my shit up and then a month in they're like i'm so desperately alone and then the girl's like oh no we've broken up i'm so alone a weekend it's like oh it's actually nice having my freedom and then it's a month in it's like i can blow every dude in the world (laughs) wait who said that will (laughs) yeah oh yeah i mean obviously (laughs) come on i mean look at him no you know look he's uh it's a very complex thing that he's going through but oh did i say complex (laughs) and just to lighten the mood but i think that you know obviously he has his moments you know i've talked to him off the air but at the same time he has a very positive look because he sees this as a very positive thing Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult and yes i said difficult instead of hard for a reason it's very difficult uh, for anyone who's not him or 
Nicole to understand the situation and why they both feel like they had to do it. And I'm very glad that he seems happy because single Will, like that conversation when we went to your little birthday party, I'm like, this is like, I never talked like this to Will before. Yeah. His story with her went so far back that he was he was never single as an adult and barely as a teenager. Even. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a different Will and we're on our way to him becoming what? Doctor Strange! Yeah. Yeah, but uh, a conversation that we probably could have had with him was uh, our last story that I read, uh, at least our last story, not forever. Like, I will always go back to the Daily Mail when I'm doing show prep because show prep is my life. But the Daily Mail revealed the most common reasons people avoid sex, from obesity to watching too much porn. Now, I have heard this argument about porn. I watch so much porn, I don't want to have sex anymore. And I will say that my porn consumption has certainly dwindled. I will occasionally check out a little video here and there. But it doesn't mean I'm like, well, well, now I'm spent for the month. You know, and I think of when I was much younger and, you know, when the Internet was first really so readily available in my home. It wasn't on our phones yet. But I was like, well, I can I I can want anything. And it didn't. um, I don't know. it, It would help me maybe have a little bit more of a clear head for a few minutes. And that's not a pun. So I didn't ding the bell. But. You know, it's like, oh, okay, good. I had that pent up, and uh, now that I've watched the porn, it's... But it's not like, oh, this girl wants me to head over now. Well, I couldn't possibly bang her because I watched two videos. So it's an argument that I've heard before. And, uh, Jeff, do you feel like porn is really something that can turn people off from actual sex? So, interesting. couple points on this. First of all, not necessarily... But I, I do think it's a case-by-case basis. Take the scenario where it's like, say, my girlfriend gets home at 8.30 and I get home at 5 o'clock from work. Yeah. Right? And I've gotten home at 5 o'clock and at like 7.45, like 8.15, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Feverishly masturbate. <laughs> then, yeah, maybe when my girlfriend first gets home, I'm not going to want to go like straight to yeah, having but, sex. I mean, you got to know how to structure your day around porn. Yeah. You know, it's like I used to take a nap every day, you know, <laughs> because of the radio show. I'd get up so early. Well, I'm not going to watch porn after my nap. Yeah. You know? It's a pre-nap activity. Porn is definitely to help you get ready for the nap. Yeah. One thing that I have read and that I do believe in is that it's like, it's actually quite the opposite. Like, the more often that you masturbate or the more often that you, as a man, are ejaculating, the more you're meant to produce. Yeah. So it's like you're basically telling your body, like, no, 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 we're going to be doing this a lot, so, like, get yeah. ready to, like, load it up. It just doesn't actually even Which, scientifically make sense. It's like you're, you're creating more endurance. You're telling yeah. your body, like, do more of this it's not like a finite amount like we're not women where they have their ovaries which from the get-go you have a certain number of eggs and like when you're out you're out we constantly are making new new ones all day every day so yeah well that idea of you know your body gets convinced that it needs to generate more it's a callback to uh my body was very confused in 1999 it's like oh man this is happening all the time this is the new this is the new everything great and then like the 2000s it was like what the fuck happened? <laughs> what was so good about that year? And as you guys said, we had to party like it was 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing on the list that I do understand is obesity because you don't feel good about, I'm just looking at it from a male perspective, but I could see how, you know, either party, you don't feel good about yourself. Yeah. You don't. And you know, if you, if you're overweight and you're in a committed relationship, I've definitely known people that have run into this with a spouse of one gender or another. I know two people that one was a wife and one was a one was a guy who got heavier and it was just like it just wasn't happening because you don't feel one energetic but you feel bad about yourself and so then the idea of like ugh, who wants to who wants to get all up uh, onto this or under this you know but you know what's interesting about that it's also been shown that like increased amounts of fat usually lead to higher sex drive now that's interesting so like a girl higher porn a little, consumption a girl possibly that's a little bit chubbier is more likely to want to have sex like not even just be willing to want to there's like something and it could have something to do with impulse control so somebody who's like oh i want to feel good i'm gonna have sex is the same person who's like 
I want to feel good. I'm going to eat a bunch. Why? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of me because it's been like in life when it's like, oh, man, I want to feel good. Well, I ain't having sex anytime soon. So uh, tacos. (laughs) Taco Tuesday. I'm still having a taco. (laughs) Uh, So this report also says people who have more sex report higher self-esteem, life satisfaction and quality of life. And to which I say once again, duh. But again, I say there's a line to be drawn. We don't have too much. Yeah. I've been in a relationship where I literally was like having sex because I was like, oh, she wants to have more sex. And so it's like you have sex and you're just like, "Mm, I don't even really want to be doing this. Like, I kind of just want to be done right now. Like, I want to go lie down. It doesn't even feel good because like anything can be done in excess and then it's no fun anymore. Like that to me is more likely to not make me want to have sex than like anything else. You're just like, ugh, enough's enough. But then it's like hey, you could be single for like a month and you didn't have sex for that month. And then once again, you just want to do it all the time. I don't know, I've always had a very high libido. And it's actually been a, an issue in one relationship, like in a large way, but like small places in other relationships where it's like, oh, no, like I want to have sex again. And they're like, what? Well, we just had sex. We've had like literally this was one where it was like, oh, like, let's have sex. We already had sex today. It's like. Is there a limit? Like, yeah. is there, is there a cap? <laughs> is there an amount of times before? So then my questions became like, well, is it like it doesn't feel good for you? Are you sore? Like, I wanted to know why they didn't want to have sex again, and then that became an issue that I was like inquiring too much, and it's like, well, I just don't want to have sex. It's like, I'm not saying you have to have sex. I'm not trying to pressure you into sex. I'm, I'm just, just saying to I would understand like to. Yeah. why you don't want to have sex so that I can understand you better. And it just like snowballed from there. And it was literally like one time we went on like a little trip and we had sex like twice that morning or something. And then it was like later that night, it was like, oh, like getting frisky. And she, it was like, we had sex twice today. And it was like, now, see, that's interesting like, because Jesus. I consider myself somebody that had when I was younger. See, this is the thing. You just turned 30. You're not 41. Yeah. It's, it's all over at some point. But uh, no, that's obviously a joke because uh, I have two kids. So obviously I've had sex twice at some point in the last <laughs> two and a half years. But no, at a certain point, you know, it, it, it does level off. But I definitely remember just, I don't know, I never found myself in a situation where I was like, so we doing this? And it was like, no. No, you know, I mean, with a girl I was actually dating. I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm trying to, you know, uh, have some kind of uh, dangerous liaison, that's a different story. But I've heard that there are just girls that just aren't into it, you know. And I've yet to meet one, but there have to be guys that aren't into it. And I'm not talking about, like, guys that are repressed and, you know, won't come to terms with who they really are or any of that stuff. I'm just talking about just, like, you know, there have to be guys that are just like, well, yeah, I just don't like a- it. Asexuals. Yeah. There's all there's tons of asexuals out there, people who just don't want anything from anybody. Yeah. You're good. Done. No thanks. You good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I think that this is a conversation that we can uh, pursue in greater detail uh, because, uh, you know, Agent Starling is uh, out there. The undiscovered country, as it is known, both in Shakespeare, but more importantly in Star Trek VI, which is the subtitle, The Undiscovered Country. And, uh, you know, look, you, you've the obviously... country. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do the the clanker one sometimes, Clank. and that one that one deserved it. But uh, you know, look, you're you're uh, a little bit more domesticated now than when I first knew you. You know, yeah. so uh, he's the one who's out there. You know, Coltrane is able to call in sometimes, but uh, his exploits are are not uh, crazy Hollywood exploits like Agent Starling's having. So it's good. You know what? Sorry that his uh, his marriage uh, didn't work out. I'm glad he's happier. This will be much better for the podcast, don't you think? Definitely. We'll get better stories. I think we'll get some very interesting stories, but I think, quite frankly, for Will, from all I've known him, like part of the reason he's in such a positive place is because it's like it kind of couldn't have come at a better time for him. Like he's in the prime of his life. Like yeah, he's, he's just about, about to, to turn, turn 30. 30. Yeah. He's in great shape. He's in great spirits. He doesn't have anything hard working against him. Like 
what better time to be free? It's better that he does it now than, like, you know, say turns 42 and his whole body turns to shit and no one wants to be around him anymore. Mm, that's going to be me at 42. <laughs> Not that far <laughs> off. February's around the corner. Six months. It's going to be great. Um, anyway, well, thanks to the absent Agent Starling, who was here when we started, but, you know, the Wiltourage is a very real, viable option for mm-hmm. those of us here on the Black Cast, and we need to support it. So when he has an audition... Already we... launching spinoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, speaking of which, at Will Sterling underscore, of course, he has the Motivation Report. No, I think it's themotivationreport.com. It might be motivationreport.com. I don't know. He's not here. At Motivate Report <laughs> on Twitter. I used to only ever plug the Twitter, and he's like, and you can also go to the website? And now I forget what it is. And I think it's motivationreport.com. But uh, that's where you can find that. And Captain EO is at Jeff DeRay. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Don't forget to follow the Blackcast at Blackcast. Like the Blackcast on Facebook. And, of course, we are and always will be, at least as long as I keep paying GoDaddy to renew the domain, we will always be Blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, we've got uh, some fun conversation in store uh, over the next few episodes. We're going to visit with uh, my friend Tim Sicardo, who, among his many credits, he was a writer on Community, a writer on the show Vice Principles with Danny McBride, and he currently is a writer on American Dad. And uh, we're going to uh, look back at an episode that he was on a very long time ago. He was on episodes 10 and 11 of the Blackcast. So I think most of you are not going to be familiar with that. So uh, we'll hear that and then uh, a more modern day conversation I had with him starting next time on the Blackcast. It's over already. <laughs> and this will all be going on while the Humpty Dance is in the yeah. background. And then if I want to be classy, I can add poop sounds. People say you're Humpty, you're really funny looking That's alright, cause I get things cooking You stare, you glare, you constantly try to compare me But you can't get near me I'm giving more C and on the floor B All the girls, they adore me Oh yes, ladies, I'm really being sincere Cause in the 69, my Humpty nose will tickle your rear My nose is big uh-uh, I'm not ashamed, big like a pickle. I'm still getting paid. I get laid by the ladies, you know I'm in charge. Both how I'm living and my nose is large. I get stupid. I shoot an arrow like Cupid. I use a word that don't mean nothing, like looped it. I sang on Do What You Like, and if you missed it, I'm the one who said just grab them in the biscuits. Also told you that I like to bite. Well, yeah, I guess it's obvious I also like to write. All you have to do is get a chance, and I'm gonna do my dance.